Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where you'll learn the correct way to identify, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate real estate in today's market. A market in which volatility creates opportunity and sound principles defeat fads and bubbles. And now, here is your host, a 25-year commercial real estate veteran and co-owner of over $1 billion in real estate assets, Frank Rolf. I hate it when people talk about themselves, but with today's topic, I have no choice. This is Frank Rolf with the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast, and I'm going to be talking about how I creatively got into real estate twice. Not once, but twice. Two completely different sectors. How it happened, what I learned. First, billboards. Here's the situation. I got out of college. I got out a year early. I wanted to go into something with the sole purpose of using that on my application for business school. That's what people did back in the day. They would go out and start a business, and that was considered the best way you get into a good business school. So what business would I start? A hot dog stand, car washing, dog sitting? I asked various adults back then, what would you do if that was your plan? What could you do for six months to a year that would be interesting, that would look really good on a business school application? And one person had a creative idea. They said to me, you know what? Billboards. Now, I had no idea what a billboard even was. I drove down the highway like anybody, but I had no idea how the billboard industry functioned. I'd never even heard of it, never seen it in college, no idea. But the very fact that I'd never heard of it intrigued me because I've always been all about underdog stories and learning things that were new and thinking, I don't want to be what everyone else is doing. So I thought, well, the very fact I'd never heard of billboards means there might be some kind of potential in it. Of course, the problem is I knew nothing about it. So next thing you know, I made up some business cards and I started up my billboard company right on my coffee table. Didn't have any plans of grandeur. I was really just trying to do something briefly to put on a business school application. And so I started knocking on doors. Again, no idea what I was doing. I got my lease by calling a big billboard company and pretending I was a landowner thinking about putting up a billboard and I had them send me a copy of the lease. I then whited it out, inserted my company name that I had made up on there, and I figured, okay, I can go be a billboard guy now. Hey, I got a ground lease. Can't be that much to it. So... There I went out knocking on doors and rejection after rejection after rejection. I got absolutely nowhere. Month after month, I was getting nowhere fast. So I figured, oh, this was a bad idea perhaps because this is not going to be much of a business school application about the billboard company I started and failed miserably with. And then suddenly something magical happened. Right when I thought it was all hopeless, I called another person who had some land along Interstate 30 in Dallas. And the guy didn't even ask me who I was or what. He said, yeah, I'll sign your lease. So it was a miracle. Everyone else had always asked me, where are your other billboards? And what's the name of your company again? And so I was always tossed out the door. But this guy didn't check out who I was. He just signed the lease. So now I was in business. So I went to his neighbor down the street because billboards, you can only have them every so many feet. So I went to the next guy down, and I said, hey, the guy over there, he just signed a lease with me. Would you sign a lease with me? And, of course, the guy said, oh, well, I know that guy. He's a pretty good guy. So, yeah, if he signed a lease, I'll sign a lease. 
that gave me sign number two. Then the guy from sign number one called and said, hey, my dad's got some property out on the highway. He'll sign a lease. So I went over there and signed a lease with him. And I basically used every lease I signed as the collateral for the next sign. I used the same recommendation from the first person for the second, from the second for the third, and on down the line. So that's how I creatively got into it. Basically, what happened was over time, by the end of the first year, I had three signs, those three, the guy, his neighbor, and his dad. But I realized I now knew what I was doing, and I had some other deals pending on the horizon. So I thought, hmm, you know, I'll hang in here just one more year. I'll see if I can get to 10 signs. Then I'll sell them off, go to college. Well, you can guess what happened. At the end of the next year, I had still had some more pending. I said, one more year. And I said, one more year over and over again for about 14 straight years. 14 years in, I was the largest private owner of billboards in Dallas. And it started as nothing more than my attempt to come up with a good essay for a business school application. Here's another creative story from that time. So here I was doing billboards in Dallas, bootstrapping the thing off of the credit card money, and someone tells me there's a billboard company in Los Angeles that is all screwed up. In fact, it's abandoned. So I thought, well, now this is interesting. So I researched out the name of the guy that owned the billboards, and I contacted him. And he said, yeah, my brother was killed in a car wreck, and all those signs are just sitting there. I have no interest in them at all. I haven't paid any of the rent. I haven't done a thing with them. So I said, well, would you sell it? And he said, why not? I'll sell it to you at about scrap value. I think the price was like $260,000. Problem is, I didn't have $260,000. So what do you do? Well, I had a clever idea. I tied the signs up. And then I thought, maybe I can sell some of these signs to a competitor, and maybe that will give me some of the down payment for it. So I called on a company, which is now, now part of Clear Channel, back then called Foster & Kleiser. To my amazement, they said, I'll buy three of those signs from you for $260,000. So they were going to pay me as much for three signs as I was buying for the whole package. I think, they, I think there were like 20, 20-something signs in the package. So what a deal. I was able to basically buy the thing for zero down. And then I had another sign company, not just the one in Dallas, but another one there in Los Angeles. Again, creative thinking. But what happened? 14 years in, I get called by a guy who has a public company. He wants to buy the billboards from me. So I sell all the billboards to this company called Universal Outdoor, which is now also part of Clear Channel. Then, with the money from that sale, I had to do something new. Didn't want to go back into billboards. I'd already done that. I wanted something I thought was even better positioned for the future. So I looked around at all the different things out there, and the thing that intrigued me were mobile home parks. But again, I knew absolutely nothing about them. So I called somebody up, and they sold me their mobile home park right there on the phone on the first call. $400,000 with $10,000 down, and they would carry the balance for $390,000. Unbelievable leverage, 5% down roughly. You never, ever see that kind of thing going on normally in real estate. So I thought I'll give this a whirl. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to give it a try. This property was losing about 
$2,500 a month approximately. It was a complete mess. This, this park was so unattractive. The homes were old. They were beat up. It was filthy. The yards were filled with trash and debris. They even had an old Saturday night wrestling ring back in the back corner of the park, this crude thing that someone had built out of plywood with little ropes around it. And they had these really crude stands that sold popcorn and hot dogs for the little weekend wrestling ring. But nevertheless, I was able to pick it apart and find what was wrong with it. I was able to find how to end the negative. It it turned out that what was going on is the guy had a cable contract for the entire property, 83 lots, and he was paying the full cable amount monthly, not any kind of discount, and about half the lots were empty. So he was really paying two times retail for every occupied lot. I found out the contract could be terminated, so I immediately terminated it. Now, the cable company said, you can't do that. Those people will all move out. They're going to be so mad at you. But as it turned out, they weren't even using the cable. They were all using Dish and DirecTV. So basically, there wasn't any pushback at all, and I didn't lose a single person. So then what happened? Well, so I had that one park, and I worked on it for a year. I actually officed out in the park in a little single-wide for a year, learning the business, figuring out how it worked, figuring out what would make for a good mobile home park from a bad one. Then I was ready to strike. About another deal, and another deal, and another deal, and another deal, and just kept doing the same thing over and over. It was kind of a remix of billboards, really. All I was doing was learning how to do it, and once I had learned how to do it, I found the sweet spot and just kind of did a cookie cutter over and over and over in it. Unlike billboards, though, I had one thing I had never had in billboards, and that's why the mobile home thing grew so much bigger. I had access to leverage. Back when I had the billboard business, nobody made loans on billboards. You'd be crazy. No one would do it. However, I got creative on that. took me a while. About half my career, I suffered along with a small bank there in Dallas, working with people who were total deal killers, never deal makers. And then suddenly I came across a lender in Montgomery, Alabama. The guy in Montgomery, Alabama would give me a loan of almost 100% of the structure value of the sign, the actual value of the steel and the lights and the panels. And that's all I needed. Now I had leverage, now it was dangerous. So what would I do? Well, I'd try and build signs like crazy that I could get built for the salvage cost of the sign. So if the bank said, okay, well, on this sign, we'd loan you $15,000, well, then by heavens, I'm gonna try and build that sign for $15,000. Also, I started trying to buy signs If they would finance me on a sign, $15,000 of a certain size, I would go around to all the other signs I saw out there that were vacant or abandoned, and I tried to buy those. I was utilizing basically zero down leverage on the billboard industry. Not sure anyone had ever done it before and probably has never done it since. That's how I was able to bootstrap my way up into billboards. But on the mobile home parks, I went a different route. I actually had banks that would make the loans. And all, all my early parks... I had sellers who would make the loans. Just look at Gledhaven as an example. How in the world can you buy a $400,000 property for only $10,000 down? That's crazy. That's only 2.5%. Nobody sane would do that, you might say. But they did. And they're still doing it today. Dave and I have done 12 zero-down deals in the mobile home park sector over the years. So... 
That's how I basically creatively got my way into both billboards and mobile home parks, starting off with no capital, no idea what I was doing. But I'm not done still. So there's two niches that I've done creatively, but I've still got 42 years to go if I live to be 100. I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to creatively get into anything else I see that makes complete sense. We're nowhere near done on the mobile home park empire at this point. We're still adding on parks. We've got thousands of lots to fill. That'll probably take me who knows how many decades to complete. But I still see opportunity all around out there. And so should you. There's so much you can creatively do to get into real estate. You can do it maybe once and find the perfect sector and stay in that forever. In my case, I found it once. I built it up. I sold it. And then I started from scratch again in a whole nother sector. But what's really neat is you have these opportunities out there in real estate. That's the neat part. I wouldn't find that in any other industry. I couldn't be someone who operated a restaurant and then go out and try and get in the car wash business. I mean, you could, but there's not any real money in it. But in real estate, the ability to obtain leverage and the ability to tap into new needs make it really exciting. Today, we are the fifth largest owner of mobile home parks in the U.S., Dave Reynolds and I are. That's unbelievable. I've only been doing the, this industry for, gosh, let's think here, uh, since 1996, so about 22 years now. And in 22 years, we've grown from nothing to fifth largest. Can you do that? Sure you can do that. All you've got to do is put your mind to it and get creative. There's so much opportunity out there in the real estate sector if you're creative. This is Frank Rolfe with the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. I'm glad you've been with me today. Next week, we're going to go over something different. We're going to go over where the opportunity is today in the real estate space. Talk to you again. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at CREUmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on real estate investing. And if you have a moment, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode.